Welcome to Weddings Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you build a productive, profitable wedding or event business. Here's your host, Angela Profit. Hi, y'all. It's Angela Profit, your event and productivity therapist, coming to you from the heart of Music City in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Weddings Unveiled, professional tips and secrets on wedding planning and event design, where we take you behind the scenes of our past experiences in the event industry, what we have learned from them, and how they have made us stronger. This podcast will help you grow a productive and profitable business to launch you into success within the hospitality industry. Today, I'm joined by the best communications and event consultant in the business, Allison Burry. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. I'm so excited to share some of our past experiences together. We've definitely been through some unique situations over the years. What are we discussing today? Today, we are talking about different cultures and when two different, completely different cultures are coming together to unify, prepping them as a planner is super, super important. For this wedding, we had a bride that was Jewish and the groom was Indian. So they wanted to have a traditional Jewish ceremony as well as an Indian ceremony and lunches and receptions. And it was a long weekend of events and we had everything planned out. And the place that they were having the Indian ceremony at we had never worked at before, and it was very frustrating to even get a hold of these people during planning. But the groom assured us that his family had it under control, and they had been in contact with the venue people, and they were going to handle it. And so we said, okay, you guys handle it, but it's all on you if anything goes wrong. And so we get there the morning of the wedding, and the bride and her bridesmaids are all there, the groom and the groomsmen are there, and they need to start getting ready and getting dressed. And we find out that the venue had triple booked. Not double, but. Um, they triple booked that wedding. And so there were two other events going on. One was like in the lobby. And the other one was in some random room where the girls were supposed to be getting hair and makeup done. So the day before when we had done rehearsal and said, this is where you'll get hair and makeup, this is where you'll change, like none of that was true because they had other events going on during the ceremony. Like those events did not finish before the ceremony started. It was the weirdest thing. And we were so frustrated and trying to talk to the venue people and they were extremely disrespectful And it was just a very stressful morning. And we had already had a crazy weekend because the night before we, I think we had two other weddings the night before that. And then the night before we had a different event for this wedding. And so we were just exhausted and hadn't slept at all for three days and just been working like crazy. And then we had, we walk in and they triple booked it. We were like, of course. (laughs) Well, and you, you, I wasn't even there yet because the bride texted me at 530 in the morning saying that her friend that was supposed to bring all the ice cream or the sorbet, which was part of the heritage during the ceremony, fell through. And could I go and find sorbet for 300 people? Now, mind you, this is a Sunday morning on a holiday weekend. And it wasn't like, oh, let me just casually call grocery stores. I went 
to six different grocery stores and bought out every little pint of sorbet. Do you know how hard it is to find sorbet? Like, they don't come in those big gallons. And <laughs> it was individual little pints. She, she walked into the reception or to the ceremony site once she got there, and we're dealing with all this triple booking and just madness, and everybody was, everybody was angry, and everybody was tired. It was just a mess. And she walks in and has probably <laughs> 500 pints uh-huh. of sorbet. I mean, they were all different flavors. They were all different brands from all different grocery stores. <laughs> it was just, I mean, it was comical. And then we go to put it all in the freezer, and all this place had was like a regular fridge that you'd have in your kitchen, and it would not all fit in the freezer. And so we had some in the fridge, and then it was melted. It was such a nightmare. The best part was I just spent all this money on sorbet hundreds and hundreds of dollars and we get what we could to fit in the freezer and then in walks a family member with this portable type freezer and they had gone and bought a bunch of sorbet too so we had an overload of sorbet and by the time it was time to serve sorbet it was liquid it was it was soup like it was you could drink it which it I mean, it was just a mess. And all of the guests who were not friendly or respectful at all, they were so rude to us, were so pissed off about their sorbet being melted and they wanted it frozen. And we were just, and we're standing there and we had to scoop all of it. For I mean, hours. For, I mean, for hours. We're scooping this sorbet and having people yell at us and they didn't have the flavor they wanted and it was too, too warm. And, and where's our bottled water? And we're just, oh my gosh, it was the most frustrating test of patience that I have ever experienced. And not only that, but we also had to flip a room. So Angela's the one that had to deal with that. though. <laughs> so... At traditional Indian ceremonies, they're two to three hours long, and people eat, and they talk while all this was going on. And while we've done a lot of Indian weddings, we're pretty used to it by now. The bride was not used to it at all. She did not know that this was average. She did not know this was normal. And I could tell when she was sitting up on stage, she was getting pretty flustered and... So then in the back of the room, an air wall was supposed to open, and that's where the lunch was supposed to be. So once the buffets were getting set up, the Indian caterer was putting the chafing dishes in, and then all of a sudden, all these guys like start opening the walls and start shuffling plates, and I'm like, no, no, we have to wait until the ceremony is over. And these guys were like, we have flights to catch, like we have to eat, and I mean, I pretty much was like fighting with them that they could not open the buffet until the ceremony was over. We specifically talked about that. But when a bunch of people are coming at you and they're going to do what they want to do, there's like really no stopping them. And as Allison said, they were pretty rude about it. Um, So, I mean, it was so chaotic. And after the lunch and Everything was cleaned up and everybody got out. We're about to leave and I see the bride and groom in a little side room. It was like the little venue library. And she is crying hysterically. Just, all, I mean, it was awful. I walked in, I'm like, honey, what's wrong? And she was like, this was an awful day. These people are so disrespectful. They were talking during our ceremony and eating during our ceremony. And I sat down with them and the groom just looked at me. I mean, he didn't know what to say because I knew knew exactly what he was thinking. Like, this is normal. 
And so I said to her, as she was Jewish, but she was Caucasian, obviously not Indian. And I said, I, I said her name. I was like, you know, white girl to white girl, just look at me and calm down because you got to know that. I know you don't know, but this is this is normal. Like he's not lying to you. The groom is not saying that to you to feel make you feel better. Like at Indian ceremonies, they eat, they get up, they talk. Like this is very very normal. And she very quickly calmed down and thank god i walked in when i did because i feel like it would have been like world war five because she really thought he was lying to her and my girls are like so tired they're like out in the lobby waiting on me like what the hell angela like come on quit talking they always want to put a paper bag over my head and like drag me out at the end of the day or the end of the night but i knew that i had to stay in there and make sure like everything was going to be okay because like it was not the groom's fault he was the sweetest groom she just was not accustomed to their culture at all yeah it was it was a learning experience for everybody including the bride but Angela what would you say that your biggest takeaway was from everything that happened that day oh I had a few takeaways number one again we've said it before do not allow your friends to be a vendor and we should have had the ice cream vendor that we quoted out to begin with handle the ice cream rent the freezer scoop the ice cream um that's just something like we should not have been dealing with the other thing I would have hired security um to make sure that everything that the bride wants to happen tries to happen and then um, if you're ever doing an Indian wedding, have bottled water. At every single Indian wedding we do, they always want bottled water. And so this is a repetitive thing. And, you know, when things happen over and over and over, they say, be prepared or shame on you. So always be prepared. Great. Well, Angela, can you share with our listeners some of the different products and resources you have available to help wedding and event planners? Absolutely. You can visit the blog on the website, and there's lots of great articles and resources available there, which it's angelaprofit.com. You can sign up for tips and resources and be part of our email list. We'll send you all kinds of juicy details. We do webinars and live events, so watch social media for more about that. Awesome. Well, Angela, thank you so much for sharing your valuable advice with us today. I can't wait for next week to tell more of our incredible experiences together. And thank you, Allison, so much for joining me. And thank you so much to our listeners for joining us today on Weddings Unveiled, professional tips and secrets on wedding planning and event design. Tune in next week to learn more from our past experiences. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with other wedding and event professionals. Be sure to subscribe today so you never, ever miss the juicy details of Weddings Unveiled. I'm so passionate about helping other event professionals, and with my background in psychology, I appreciate that our best selves develop from real-life situations. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for more tips on how to grow your business. And if you have a question or an unresolved issue that you want guidance on, connect with us on angelaprofit.com. For more valuable resources, again, visit the website. And until next time, remember to stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Weddings Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time for more insights to help you build a productive, profitable wedding or event business. For more great resources, head over to angelaprofit.com.